0: Miss little fella, we know that you're in there. <laughs> <laughs> these, these guys are Jingle looking for uh, a, <laughs> a job, <laughs> 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 This is a month
1: pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't.
0: Oh. Ah. Mmm. That's it, I'm not going. It's a, it's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year.
1: What is up, fellow gamers? Merry Christmas, and welcome to Back to the Past podcast here on Last Life Retro Gaming. This is episode 15, part 2, and we are your hosts. I am Doc.
0: And I am Outlaw. And guys, here it is. This is part 2 of our top 10 favorite gaming or Christmas gaming memories. And let me just say, for personal of all the podcasts and everything we've done on the channel recording part one was my favorite i had such a good time doing that i looked forward all week to getting back you know to, to doing part two to get to the, the meat and potatoes so to speak of the the countdown so really looking forward to getting into this again guys we're not going to spend a whole lot of time beating a dead horse but we're going to say it one more time uh if you guys haven't yet check us out on twitch links will be down below doc recently got an xbox we've been on battlefield uh three and four nights a week twitch streaming on there uh if you guys listen to us on itunes and soundcloud we've been uploading a lot of battlefield highlights ufc knockouts um let's play let's plays just lots of cool stuff happening on the youtube channel and you know just it's been a lot of fun and uh considering i think that yeah this is our last podcast of this year it's been a a great first year. I'm really happy with what we've achieved on this channel. And I just want to thank you guys all so much for the support. And in case I forget to say it before the end of the podcast, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all you guys. Hey, yeah. gals.
1: Yeah, guys. Once again, to touch on what, well, what Outlaw said, thank you guys so much for all the love and support. This has been the best. Last two episodes we've ever recorded, it's been so much fun. So let's not waste any more time, and let's jump right into it. Who wants to go first this, this week?
0: You gotta go, f- you go first this week. I went first last week.
1: That's fair enough for me. So we're, we're going from five to one. So as Outlaw said, the meat and potatoes of this list. So my number five is actually a very different kind of game. It's not your typical um, handheld device or system or regular game. One Year for Christmas... Uh, my mom, I don't know how she even came across these. She got them at KB Toys, if you remember what KB Toys were. I mean, I, mean, I know Outlaw does. We we spent a lot of our time and money at KB's, I'm sure. But she was in KB Toys, and she found these awesome two games that you literally hooked up to your television. You used the old, um, what do they call the auxiliary cords? You know, the white, yellow, and red. Cords back yeah, in the old days. yeah, yeah 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 on the on the tube tvs so this was back in the early 90s mid 90s and my brother got a boxing one and i got a hunting one and these games like we opened them and we were just like oh this is cool and all it did is it ran while well, my hunting one ran on two batteries two like bigger batteries and my brother had a couple batteries but my brother's was the boxing, so all it had was, it was just like this little disc. It was no bigger than a Frisbee. You plugged it in, you turned it on, and you had um, two boxing gloves. They looked like boxing gloves. They went on your hands. And you literally basically played a punch-out style boxing game right there on your TV. There was no no messing around, no games, no nothing. It was just, plugged it in, you hit play, and you were, you were going at it. Now, my gun was a, it looked like a rifle and all you did the same thing it took your batteries you plugged it in you hit start on the rifle it was all on the gun butt and you would hunt you hunt um, it was deer turkey and uh, ducks and it was really cool what's really cool about this story is that it was something I think my mom just got on a limb and it was that one year that it was the one game that we never expected that would be fun or cool or was just so different it was something that me and him have never seen before and what was really cool is like I guess if you want to it was tapping into that motion stuff I mean it was old school like we're talking like duck hunt with the rifle and like with the punching it was like the same thing but it had really good response time and the games even though it was just like the same old game over and over like you just played I think there was only a few levels of each because they can like put so much on these little systems but it was it was really really fun and what got, like, so cool about it is I remember having friends over, and we would we would play tournaments. We'd play hunting tournaments. We'd play boxing tournaments. And because we had a couple TVs, we we would hook them both up. We'd play them. But, like, it it turned into something just, like, un- totally unexpected. And I think what really drew us to these games is it really reminded us as of arcade games. Like, when you go to, um... When we went to Dave & Buster's or the mom-and-pop shops or, you know, wherever the mom-and-pop are kids, it really brought you back to those kind of games, so it it was something that my brother and I would never expect. It was a gift that we would probably never, like, we would be in KB Toys, and I can guarantee you we would never even pick out those types of, of those games, but you hooked them up to the TV, you played them, and it was hours of fun. The only big downfall of those things is that they went through batteries like crazy because that's what powered it never made any sense that they didn't, I guess it for the portability aspect of it. But I don't know. Do you ever have anything like that growing up?
0: You mean like the ones you plug into the TV?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I I bought a, we have this thing here called court days, um, around here. It's like a big, uh, festival kind of thing. And it's more gun oriented, but anyways, long story short, uh, I didn't see. I've never seen the two things that you're talking about. I had like a, it was really. I still have it. It was really weird. I, you you plugged it in the same way you did. It was like a. It, it looked like a Nintendo 64 controller. You just plugged it. You plugged it into the TV, and it was like it played retro games that had like Donkey Kong and Mario and all of these games. But the games were renamed. Like Donkey Kong was called like Ape Tumbler 11 or something. They were all like bootlegged. You know, just like bootlegged, weird-ass, you know, all these weird-ass games. But I've seen the one before that was a rifle. I, I never played it. they like the Cabela's ones and stuff.
1: Yeah, but this one, it wasn't even Cabela's. It was like some – like you said, it was just some weird mock-off brand that I never even heard of. My brother's never even heard of it. And it actually spawned our – that Christmas led into Better Christmases because <laughs> – Later on, PS2 had the iToy, which we played constantly, and all that was was basically the Kinect for PlayStation is all it was, but it was way crappier and it was so hard to use. And then that turned it, and then we also got Time Crisis for PS3, where you actually had the gun and you you used it like you did in the arcade versions. So those those two games kind of gave us into those motion-type games, where, and we loved the Wii, but we never owned one. But yeah, so that was my number five.
0: My number five is actually, you know, it was really hard to do five through one because it, so many great memories, but I can remember it as plain as day. It was the year the PlayStation 1 came out, and I asked for one, you know, a PlayStation 1, and like I said, I was always a year behind, sometimes two years behind on systems, as was the case with the PlayStation 1, I believe, but anyways... I asked for the PlayStation 1. I started opening my presents, and I kind of got the the hint pretty soon I was not getting a PlayStation 1. But I was cool with it. I got a lot of great stuff that year. And I got to my very last present, and again, it was that solo gift from my dad. Uh, I talked about that in the last podcast, that he got me the, uh, the Metal Gear Solid 2 and i opened it up and it was a sega cd and oh man i had no clue about a sega cd i had absolutely no idea what the hell it was my dad basically explained to you that you hooked it to your sega and i had a sega and it was the newer system that i had gotten at the time uh i hadn't gotten a new system at that point in like three years and uh, we plugged it up and it came with Sonic CD. Um, Sega CD had a really bad reputation because it was very like CD-ROM-ish and like or of the games had awful, awful, awful low times. But, I will say this, it ended up being one of my favorite like nostalgia systems or favorite like obscure systems because the games were so hard to find but fun to look for if that makes sense. Like, they they all came in these humongous. I don't even know how you would describe it really. They came if you guys had a Sega Saturn, they came in those huge like CD cases, but they were more. They looked more like a DVD, but they were really thick, and they were really expensive back then. You could find them occasionally, but I remember me and a friend went to Court Days, and Court Days is what I was just telling you guys about earlier. It's like a yearly thing in October. And I was walking around and I found this game called Spider-Man vs. Kingpin. And it was a Sega CD exclusive game as far as I know. I mean, they could have had it for other systems in Japan. But I think in America, it was only for the Sega CD. And that is one of my favorite games of all time. I had such a good time playing Spider-Man vs. Kingpin for the Sega CD. Sonic CD is my favorite Sonic game, period. I think it's a great game and one that gets overlooked. Just because of the system and if you guys don't know what a sega cd is some of you young bucks out there it basically if you you know if you had a sega genesis back in the day the sega cd underlapped like it went underneath of it but it went on the side of it like it had like a, a almost like a deck for the sega genesis and you just slid it into the side of the sega cd and it was like an uh, an extension of the sega genesis like you had you had to have the sega genesis to have the sega cd and it almost kind of like... It, the Sega CD was just very... Was kind of very basic. It was a very basic-looking system. But it, it was a lot of fun. They had some really great games on it that you got overlooked. I mean, I, I can't really... The main two I played was Sonic CD and Spider-Man versus Kingpin. I didn't really have anything other than that. My friend had a much bigger library of, of Sega CD games. And we had a... It, even... Later on in life, whenever I got older and before, you know, retro games weren't what they are now, like in 2002, a Sega CD was junk. I mean, they were just, you take them outside and spit on them. Nobody wanted them. It was just junk. It was too old. It was was too new to be, or it was too old for anybody to care about at that point. It was too new really to be like retro and cool. It was just, it was in a weird stage. But I never sold mine, I kept it. And I always occasionally hook it up and play it. I always, it doesn't work now. I've been trying to find one, so I don't have either. But I do intend to rebuy that. That was a a really fun Christmas memory because that was probably the most unexpected present I ever got. I did not see that coming, and I really liked it. So um, that's why the Sega CD is number five on my list.
1: It was such a um, a weird design, and like, but it was a cool idea like at the time. But yeah, it flops so about it. But it was such a weird design. I remember, I never owned a Sega CD, but I remember people like seeing them and people talking about them and they were like, yeah, you hook it up to your Sega. And I was like, you do? <laughs> but it was an interesting. Yeah,
0: it kind of reminds me of like a, I mean, I guess the best way I can describe it, really, I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of like a VCR rewinder.
1: I was just going to say that because that's exactly what it looked like.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just like this very odd shaped. I mean, very just bland system. It just it it, it looked like a VCR. We Maybe you can throw a picture up so people can see what it is, because it might be that obscure where some people don't even know what the hell it is.
1: Oh, I'll definitely throw a couple pictures up of it because it's it's a very unique add-on to a system. In I think that was one of the first. Is that one of the first systems that actually had an add-on to them?
0: Uh, I think so. Uh, I don't really know of any other. To be honest with you, I don't know of any other system. To that point that ever had any add-ons. So I w- I would think so, but I'm sure there was something I didn't know about that maybe did. You know, maybe something in Japan.
1: Oh, I'm sure. But as far
0: as I know, I think so, yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? I don't think... That, no, that's not true because... I mean, technically the Super Game Boy.
1: Oh. Super Game Boy,
0: yes. I don't know which one of those came first, though. I mean, it's... It's... It doesn't matter. It, it, it was definitely the very first extension that ran off cds which i don't guess i touched on that i mean i hope the sega cd part does but that was as far as i know the first system that i can think of other than the um what was it thing called the p the pc engine that played disc
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so yeah. definitely a <laughs> interesting story and a, a you know it's such a cool like i said add-on to sega even though it didn't do well but i was did you say you still had it
0: no i i i I mean i still have the sega cd but it doesn't work i'm in the process i've been for the past couple years trying to find a a sega genesis sega cd but it's like i'm not wanting to pay a lot to get them and they're wanting stupid money to get it so i've just kind of decided i'm gonna hold off for a while and try to find one cheap at like a flea market or something if i can
1: really cool story though i like that one (laughs) thank you you thank you you know me and sega (laughs) oh yeah Okay, now, th- for me, this is where the stories start to get, I guess, I don't want to say more interesting, but I'm going to get more into them a little bit. But So, this Christmas, and every Christmas, for years, and still to this day, m- my parents like to get us a a gift card to something. Nowadays, like, now I'm older, my mom will get us, like, a gas cards or something just, you know, to help us out, especially when we're going to school. Anyway, so that, that year, my... um. Mom ended up getting me a twenty dollar gift card to GameStop, and my aunt ended up giving my brother a twenty dollar gift card to GameStop for Christmas. And we were like, yeah, you know, because we were about we were getting at those ages now where gift cards were like cool, and we didn't we could, we knew what we wanted, and you know, basically we were the types of kids that we talked about everything and anything games to our parents and family, and they were just like for them it was easier to get us a gift card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that year we were so excited because I was talking to my brother I'm like we're going to go get this game, we're going to go get that game, you know. We were just so excited. So it's a couple couple about a week or so later after Christmas and I said let's go to GameStop and let's look around. Well, so we had like 40 bucks or so and with with a little bit of Christmas money we're looking around, we're looking around. I was like, "Hey, look at my brother and I say, instead of trying to get two games here because we don't have enough money let's put our money together on the gift cards and let's get a game that we both can agree on and have fun with and he's like sure well we're brothers we're fight we both have completely different tastes in games and we just couldn't pick we couldn't pick and this the salesman goes hey guys I hear you guys kind of like picking each other can I suggest a game for you and I'm like sure why not and he was like well there's this game called time splitters And it's real fun. It's co-op. I think you guys could have fun. It's a first-person shooter. You know, you travel through time. There's wacky, weird characters, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Then my brother's like, well, what if we hate it? What if we hate it? I'm like, just, you know, we can't really agree on anything. Let's just agree on this one. And we end up buying it. We go home, and we plug it in, and we we were in awe on how, because this game, you want to talk about a wacky, fun, just out of this world first-person shooter, and and that is it. The music in it is so wacky. It's just it's out of this world. It really is out of this world. It's it's a it's just a completely different type of first-person shooters. I mean, it's not war-based. It's not outer space or future or alien. It's just fun. It's basically like they took a childhood and made it into a first-person shooter. Is the only way I can describe this game. So we're playing it, and I mean for for weeks. That's all we did. Well, we, we saw on the back, it said that you can play four, four, four screen. You know how you can split, you know, do the multiplayer four screen. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, well, how do you do this? How the hell do you do this? I'm like, my brother and I had no clue on how, how to do it. Well, we were, uh, I believe we were at Target. My mom was shopping, and we were in the game section because that's what we did no matter where we went. Me and my brother and I were in the game section, and we were talking, and just a, a regular customer was just, overheard us and he said, Oh, you guys need a, a multi tap for your PlayStation Well, us being kids, we, we grabbed it and it was it was expensive, man. That thing was expensive back in the day. And I remember running to my mom. I was like, Mom, can we get this? It's so our friends can play with us. And she's like, Well why can't you guys just pass the controllers? Who gives a shit? And we're like, No, but we could play four people instead of two and then that way friends will have to wait and, you know, we're going on because we all loved time splitters. We all loved it. And she's like, I'll tell you what, if you guys If you, I had a big project coming up. She's like, if you get a B on your project, and my brother had a a test coming up, and he was studying for, and if he get if he got a B on his exam, we both could we could get the multi tap. You bet. Like the one time in my life I studied my ass off, especially in that uh, you know being a kid or younger. Got the multi tap. Long story short, we that freaking thing and that game or that multi tap in that game changed our lives, man that was the first time we ever played four person that was the first time we ever like just had full-blown friendly competitions because me and my brother were pretty competitive when it came to each other so like me and my best friend we were neighbors so we would like him and his his best friend they we would like kind of gain up on each other and like we were us four would be very competitive towards each other but there was no competition it was just hey you want to play time splitters and mess around and troll each other and piss around and that's what it was back then we didn't know we were trolling because there was no such thing but we would just do stupid stuff we set up the most crazy random games that you could play and and that's what we did like we made them impossible and anytime we were having a bad day or anything we we played time squitters and all because our parents decided or well my, my my parents and my aunt decided to get us a gift card to gamestop because they said that we're too much into games now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, time splitters, and then actually, believe it or not, real quick, um, we ended up getting time splitters two, and the tradition carried on. And sad part is that we love time splitters two. I, I don't know how many games they made, I, I don't know. But we, we quit playing after the second one, but we would always go back to the first one. Still to this day, I have both time splitters and time splitters two. And what's really funny is my brother was just. Uh, we were talking the other day, and he was like, "You know, I'm home from college. We should bust out the PS2 and play some Time Splitters and just have at it and laugh." And I was like, "Dude, we haven't done that and we haven't played played Time Splitters in a good five six years. So let's do it." Kind of pays off because I know some people are like anti gift cards for Christmas, but that that kind of changed my my whole perspective of gift cards because that that Christmas was completely changed because like we got a game that we never knew that we didn't know nothing about we blind we first blind buy game and we went at it and we had fun that was what it's all about man yeah
0: so my number four okay so this is probably gonna be the one I talked the least about just because I have talked about it so much on this channel and I really wanted to put it higher up because it is one of my favorite Christmas memories ever, but the three below it were just such amazing memories, I and they were just more. You know what I mean? It was just more epicness, more than I can handle. So here here we go. Here here it is. Number four, I've talked about it a lot on this channel. It is Turtles in Time. Um, I'll, I'll touch on it, give the cliff-noted version. I mean, we're not really worried about time on here because we're going to just get these memories that if it runs six hours, it runs six hours, but I don't want to keep, you know, telling the story, but I'll tell it again briefly. Every Christmas Eve, no matter what, I can't sleep. Even at 30, I'm going to be 32 this Christmas Eve. I I can't sleep. I'm just so excited. My my anxiety, that's one night that I have good anxiety. You know, just that fun anxiety that, you know, excitement. But um, I can't sleep. So about one thirty, two o'clock, I figured, well, it's technically – I was – I guess I was 7, right? I was like, it's, it's technically – it's its its the next day. It's Christmas. I can get Mom and Dad up. It's – maybe Santa Claus has already came. So I walked downstairs, and as soon as I walked downstairs, I was in my parents' bedroom. Um, that's, how the, that's how the room worked. But, like, immediately to my left – I mean, not even 10 inches away was the living room where the presents were and i remember being like I, but there was this like there was a step like this is not a step but like this little area that you had to step on and it was like it, it wasn't carpeted it went from carpeted to, their their bedroom was carpeted and then the living room was hardwood and then when you would step on that it would make this god-awful creak and wake up the neighbors so i had this barrier that i couldn't get through but i could walk through my parents bedroom then go all the way up through the back over to the, uh, the other living room and then back to the other. There's a living room separated into the two parts. And then I'd have to basically walk around the entire house to get to the living room to see if Santa Claus came. So I was like, I'm not going to take a chance with this. I'm just going to wake up mom. And I was like, hey, mom, mom. And I was like hitting her leg. And I was like, come on, it's Christmas morning. And she was like, okay, honey, we're going to get it. Hold on a second. And then I guess she thought it was Christmas morning. And then she rode over and saw that it was like 117. And she, <laughs> and she was like, Chris, go to bed now and I was like mom I can't sleep I'm so excited I can't sleep I, I I just can't she was like Chris go to bed it's too early you can come get us at eight and I was like mom eight that's like you know because when you're a kid seven hours feels like a lifetime now it feels like eight seconds when you get older I was like mom I can't no there's no absolutely no way no 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 and She's like, well, hold on one second. And she went, in she we, she walked, and I stood in that area. Whenever I stood in that area, my dad kind of rode over and said, "Santa to come? And, <laughs> you know, because he, he was still asleep. And I was like, I don't know. Mom won't let me go in there. And she was, he was like, Steph. You know, because and he, he he rode over and, like, was looking where Mom was laying and seeing the, the alarm clock. And he was like, son, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Come get us at 8. And I was like, Dad, 8. And my mom handed me a present. She's like, go ahead and open this. And you can go upstairs and maybe it'll hold you over until you, you know, when you get, when you beat it, come wake me up. And I was like, Oh, and when she said, when you beat it, I knew it was a video game. And I, and I didn't get the super Nintendo for Christmas. That was one of those weird, like I came home one day from school and the super Nintendo was sitting there that year. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, I don't, I don't know why I got, it. I think I think I did something I was, I made the all-star team in baseball that year or something. I mean, I made it every year, but that was the first year you could make the All Star Time, and they gave it to me. And I was like, "Oh!" And, I, and as soon as I saw the box, I knew it was a Super Nintendo box. And I was like, "Well, do you mean to open it, you know, down here, or do you mean to open it?" And she's like, "Yeah, open it." So I opened it, and I saw that it was Turtles in Time, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like my brain couldn't fathom the epicness of what took place. Like it was just too much so I was like thank you mom and dad I love you guys and it was in that really cool foil paper that I was telling you about so I knew that that was my epic like mom and dad gift because they always wrap my games in like this really cool foil paper Like, I knew it was a game basically because of the wrapping and um, so I took it upstairs I played it and I beat it and and as far as like maybe it was just because I'm a kid or maybe it's just because i love it so much now but i still think to me it's a perfect side beat and beat them up man it's you know it's just it's everything i want from a video game as far as like me being a ninja turtles fan the awesome christmas story that i got with it i just love that game man i can't i can't say enough good things about it so awesome christmas i beat the game went downstairs and woke my parents up at like four mom told me to go upstairs and beat it again and I don't think that I beat it again. I'm, I can't. I think I said that I did, but I don't want to lie. I think that I did, because I remember waking it back up at like six thirty or seven, and it usually takes about two hours, two and a, about two hours to run through that. So, yeah, love that game. Can't say enough good things about it. Turtles of Time, Super Nintendo, one of the best. Uh, turtle, in my opinion, it is the best turtles game ever. I just, I love that game
1: it is i mean you still have it i mean you have it oh yeah oh yeah then you play it whenever you you, oh yeah yeah i remember when you got it you beat it like right
0: away one of these days hopefully if the channel is like super successful and we can afford to get like better production quality stuff i'll do a let's play for turtles in time and do like a full commentary on it so
1: and beat it and Half an yeah.
0: hour. <laughs> I don't know that I can beat it in a half an hour, but I, I'm pretty confident I can do it in, in under two hours. I, I could probably do it like a, in one thirty, hour thirty, something like
1: that. That's awesome. Holy crap, we're on um, number three already, dude. Yeah, time flies when you're telling stories. So, moving on to my number three now. Th- little little quick background of my family. My dad was always the type of guy who loved technology he loved music he loved anything because back i guess when you know when our parents were growing up it was you know like record players and stuff and you know a tracks and so when when video my mom said that when when they were dating my dad like loved atari and video games as it was well my mom on the other hand was a lot different she there was two things that she said we would never be allowed in her house. One never was. But one, thanks to my dad, changed my life. So this is why it's number three. She always said guns and video games. Obviously, it was the video games <laughs> that we were allowed to get over time. But it was it was early 90s. And, I mean, we it was different back then. I mean, you've heard us say this before on, on these podcasts where we, we like to be outside. We were kids wanted to be outside all the time, there was no, we didn't have internet, we didn't have tech- technology that we have today, we didn't have cell phones, but, so, it was Christmas time, just like you, I, I can't sleep either, but I remember waking up around probably, s- well, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and then 6 o'clock, finally waking my parents up around 6 o'clock, and there was this pack, or just big, decent sized box in, in the back underneath a tree and and my brother and I knew like that was the last one we don't touch it whatever we always had to like fight through the other presents first well it was like a typical Christmas we got like I got a new baseball glove we got some hockey sticks like we were just loving life you know and then we we get to the back and my brother goes who's this for because he couldn't read (laughs) at the time he was real young and I said oh it's for us and then we both took one side we ripped this thing open I mean we ripped it open and there is a Sega Genesis, and we we didn't know what, the, like, it was basically the same thing that you had with, with your Turtles in Time, like, you, your mind just can't grasp what you're looking at. We're looking at the Sega Genesis, and we were like, what? Like, we knew what they were, we, but we didn't know, we just knew they were video games. We didn't know much about games or nothing at the time. And I looked at my mom, I'll never forget, it, and I go, Mom. You said we could never have video games in this house. And she goes, you can thank your father. <laughs> and I said, how did you do this? And and he laughed and said, let's, let's go hook it up now. And And you guys probably know this story where it's leading, but ran upstairs. We hooked it in and we got Lion King with it. And then I remember walking downstairs and told my mom it was sucked. because <laughs> <I, laughs> I've i told that story a few times. Your
0: mom your mom gives in and finally gives, lets you get a, a, a video game system, and the first thing you tell her is this game sucks.
1: Well, yeah, because we, me and my brother couldn't get past the first level. <laughs> I go, Mom, the game sucks. It's hard. So, I mean, my dad played <laughs> later on that night, and, she, and he even agreed. He said that The Lion King was a very hard game. But then again, no, he went from playing Pong to Sega, so that was like two completely different, you know, Ends of the yes. world, yeah, and and that, I mean, it was it was it was. There's there's things that back in those days, like I said, we we had to be outside. My mom was worried about her grades. She was she, she was strict in, in in certain spots that I I love and respect about how they raised us. And one of the things where like we can't this this is the worst thing you guys can imagine. We we can't play like we we would play. I believe at six o'clock after dinner from like 6 to 7.30 was our gaming time every night. And on the weekends we had more time but that's, that's irrelevant. So I had a bedroom and then off of the bedroom in my old house was a spare bedroom and that's that was our game room. My brother and I's game room and, and that's where we hooked the Sega up. So I could literally see I would be in bed at night and I could see the Sega and the TV that it was hooked up to. You know, all I, all I wanted to do was go play it. Like, I, I but I couldn't. Cause I knew I would get in trouble. Well, sure enough, the the bad kid in me, little bastard in me, one night was playing, and sure enough, I got caught, and then my mom took the PlayStation or I mean the Sega away for a week. <laughs> but you know, yeah, that's that that is the system that changed my life on video games. That is the system that opened my world, my eyes up to the world of video games, and there's nothing that'll be. That's why, guys, I'm such a Sega guy, is because it was my first system. I mean, don't get me wrong. I played Super Nintendo in, in, in NES at my cousin's house, but when I was at that age, I really didn't, I didn't care for it. I was more worried about playing baseball, hockey, being outside, whatever I did back then, like, so it was, it was such a cool thing, and I'll never forget my, brother's face when he looked at it <laughs> he was like is that, is that video game <laughs> said, that's, a video, that's a video game <laughs> but yeah that's my number three sega i guess my well it was my first system
0: Alrighty, righty so my number three i don't know that i've ever really told this story much or ever on this channel but as i said on number five on my sega cd that I asked for a PlayStation One that year, and I got the Sega CD. So, a couple years later, I got the PlayStation One, and it was the same year that a few of my friends had got it also. And that was the year that I got the PlayStation One, uh, Madden '98, and NASCAR '98. That my dad started at that point. My dad started really getting into the NASCAR games for the the consoles and. He would always buy a new system, and if he bought a new system for me, he'd always buy a NASCAR game. And the game would technically be for me, but it was it was more for him. you know, cause he, he was starting to like video games also and was starting to get into them. And I certainly wasn't going to say, no, I, I enjoyed playing with my dad. That's, again, one of those kind of things where I really didn't like NASCAR games back in the day. But now, looking back on it, I, I enjoy them because... What I would do is, is like my dad would always like wreck me. To I'd always be winning the race, and then he would wreck me to win to go number one. So instead of like turning my car around and like trying to catch him, I would go the opposite way and like have a head-on collision with him when he came around the corner, and he was going to win the race. And he'd be, he, I, he'd always be second to last, and I'd be last. And he'd get so mad that I did that that you know it it, it, it was just a really fun system we had such a good time that christmas like dad was so excited to hook it up and play it and i i enjoyed madden but it's not really a kind of game that you can play with two with i mean you can you can play it with one person but it's more of a thing you should do with you know two people or three people have a mad tournament or whatever but i loved playing madden with or i'm sorry i loved playing nascar with my dad that year because i remember how excited he was uh, how excited he was, you know, to play it and stuff. And the PlayStation 1, really, that, that following year ended up being one of my favorite systems ever. It was the year I mowed, I mowed yards all summer and saved up and got Final Fantasy VII. And you guys know how great that game is. And that system was the one that kind of ushered in a whole... That Really, to be honest with you, the Sony PlayStation is probably the, the main reason that I'm still into video games. The the one and two, but specifically one, because one is where we had Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 1, Parasite Eve, Clock Tower, you know, guys, all these great PlayStation games that I loved, loved, loved. And how excited my dad was to find the PlayStation, get the PlayStation, us play it was just really special I mean it really was a, a really special Christmas to just see him that excited and um it was a, a good time man I mean what, what can you say about the Playstation 1 it's definitely will be in my top 5 favorite uh systems ever and that's why that Christmas means so much to me man cause it was just really special so awesome awesome Christmas that year
1: I love the PS1 i totally agree with you it's definitely one of the best systems definitely in my top five easily okay number two so my number two you guys have heard me tell this story probably about 10 times but there's one part of this story that i've never shared you guys all heard the story i even probably talked about it last podcast how i knocked over the the bag that had my ps3 in it my my brother had to fake and then we got a psps you guys heard that story previously that same christmas but there was something that I want to talk about that that came with my PS3 that changed. Like we we never thought in a million years that that games could be any better, could just be fascinating. And my brother wanted so more than anything, like more than he wanted a PS3. Resistance, the game resistance. And it's a first-person alien versus alien game. Or it's a first-person shooter that's humans versus aliens. It's it's a fantastic game. Great storyline. But anyway, so that year when we kicked over the PlayStation, we hooked everything up in our basement, we, we had this game my brother was just flipping out about. Like, he wanted to play the PlayStation more than anything, anything. So I'm on my PSP. I'm learning about the PSP. Dad's playing with my brother's PSP, and never forget we we see resistant we put resistance in the boots up now when we first got our ps3 we had an old school t- tv we didn't have with the flat screen stuff that we have now and so we hooked it up with the old school hookups and you know my brother's like i can't wait to see the graphics because that's all they're talking about on tv and blah blah and hooked it up at this point my dad and i are not even paying attention we're, we're literally sitting there just playing with psps and my brother goes holy shit, like he literally said, holy shit, my dad goes, hey, like he looks up and goes, hey, what the, and then he looks at the TV, and he goes, wow, and he yells, he says, hey, look at the TV, so we look at the TV, and we just see these most amazing graphics that we've ever seen, and we, we thought, well, what we thought was the most amazing graphics, and my dad even made a funny joke, and he said, and I used to think that your other consoles had better graphics and now look at this that game i can remember i can remember ps3 like you know really i don't want to say changed our lives because it 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 did but like we've already played online at this point because we had ps2 and we've played a lot of first person shooters we have experience with that kind of stuff but i remember just sitting there in awe like we didn't even speak my brother played the first level in resistance and Seeing these graphics and how... We just couldn't get over how amazing this system really was. And it was kind of cool because, like, I remember in the beginning of the first few games that I had for PS3, Resistance being the best one. It looked the best. It ran the best. had the best storyline. Don't get me wrong, the other games that we have, I mean, they had good graphics, but not not nearly as good as, as Resistance. And... I mean, that's basically the whole story. It's it's a short one, but it's just kind of give you guys an idea of it it really did mean the world because not only did we have, like, the best Christmas ever, which you guys know that story, it was putting that game in and seeing what we were able to accomplish in such a short period of time from PS2 to PS3 and seeing a significant difference. And then going from playing online where it, it literally spawned for both of us, like a huge addiction for online playing, because online playing back back on PS2 was fun, but it was way different. But it was, oh, I remember my first clan all because of that game. I did a, it was on, on, online clans and it was just crazy, crazy fun. But yeah, that's the other side of the story that I have never told—that how it came with resistance and changed, really changed our lives when it came to new age gaming and that's when my dad over and like he really started to get into it. Those, those that year plus the PSPs. Cause we could link them all up and stuff too. So we thought that was really cool, <laughs> but yeah, so that's my number two.
0: Well, big shoes to follow, but I'm pretty confident. My number two, the, the, my, I think that my number two and my number one are going to surprise people, but alrighty. My number two, I'm going to spend a little time with this one because it's so special and kind of give you a backstory. So the backstory is, it's my, my I am a, I want to say like a kindergartner, maybe. I don't know, I think I was a kindergartner. Um, A buddy of mine, Tober, stepped on a nail. It was my first, you know, he was my first friend. He was my the first person I ever knew that went into a hospital, so I remember like driving to the hospital. My mom was kind of explaining to me what a hospital was and doctors and nurses because I was so young and I didn't understand it. And when I got into his, his room, he you know he had a TV in there and he was laying on the bed and he was had a controller in his hands and he was playing a Nintendo, an NES. And I had never seen one of those before. I had never heard of one of those before. I had. I didn't even know what video games were, I mean, outside of arcades. And I remember he was playing a wrestling game. I can't remember the name of it, but it was one of the first ones. It was definitely not – it was an older one. It had Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant on the cover, but it was old. And I remember he was playing it, and I was like, oh, man. I was like – he said, I have two controllers if you want to play. And I was like, what? And I didn't understand that you could – play against each other like it was too much for me to like to like to take in I was like oh my god what so his dad you know he couldn't move cuz he is yeah it's sat on a nail and he had a big bandage over his foot his dad put the other hook the other controller up and thus started my very first competitive game I had ever played and really my very first really it was my very first home console game And in a hospital. But we left, and I just couldn't stop talking about it. Like, it was just on my mind. And my mom, we were leaving, and I was like, this is so great. You know, blah, 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 blah. This is, you know, how did they they do this? and, And where do you get that? And how can we go get one? And I remember my mom said, well, if you're really good the rest of the year, you might get one for Christmas. And i mean I, we were poor but we weren't like you know, we, we, we were pretty poor and i remember i seen back in the day i don't know if you did this or not but toys r us used to send like big thick catalogs and you used to get a lot of mail around christmas time showing like the stuff that was coming out you know up to date or items that were going to be coming out soon and stuff and I used to always look at those, and I'd make my Christmas list based off of those, and i seen the price of the Nintendo, and I, I knew better than to even ask. I mean, it wasn't that I didn't want to – it wasn't that I, I wanted one. I just didn't want to put that pressure on my parents. Or, I, yeah, I just didn't want to – I just – when I saw it, I just knew it wasn't a possibility. I mean, I believed in Santa Claus, so I wrote it down anyways. But I remember thinking, like, you know, everybody's going to want one of these. It was saying the hottest item ever, this, this, and this on the, on the promo. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to – you know, I'm going to get one of these. So Christmas morning rolls around. I'm opening up all my presents. And I keep grabbing at this one And my mom and dad. And my mom keeps saying no, no. And I was like five. So I, I really didn't know what was. like I, At the time, I don't think that I was old enough to like get late. Like I said in the last podcast, I noticed that when she started doing that, it was always for really, really epic stuff. So I didn't know that at the time. So I'm opening all my presents, got all kinds of cool toys, got some awesome Hasbros, I got some Ninja Turtle toys, my dad hands me the present, he says, Merry Christmas, son, and I open it up, and there it is, the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, and I could not believe my eyes. To open the system up, and to see the gun, the zapper, to see the game, and the controller, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Like, I just, it was too much. It was one of those kind of things, again, where it was like my reaction was probably priceless just because I was so, like, huh? You know, I couldn't believe it, dude. It was just breathtaking. I mean, it really was a really breathtaking experience for me as a child to see that. And then my dad hooked it up downstairs on the big TV. Like, I didn't have to take it upstairs in my room. And we were both playing Duck Hunt and passing the controller. My mom was downstairs playing Mario. My mom was a huge, huge Mario fan. I can't remember the world it is, but there's one world where these two, the shell guys are walking down these stairs, and you can time the second one just right, and you can hit it over and over and over and over again, and you'll keep getting one up, one up, one up, one up, one up. And, like, it just keeps going up against this thing, and you just keep getting wise for doing it. My mom could master that, did it in the first try. I mean, my dad's friends used to come over just to watch my mom do that and beat the game. It was a huge thing. My mom beat the game before I did. I mean, she was awesome at it. And I can just remember that Christmas. All of us sit downstairs. We played the the, the, the Nintendo Entertainment System. And it was just a magical Christmas, man. It was uh, really amazing. You know, it was it was... The Nintendo Entertainment System changed everything, I think, for everybody, really. I mean, it was a groundbreaking system. The game catalog for that system is really one of the best when you think about it like i mean when you think about the all the the games that spawned hugely successful franchises are spawned basically off the the nes system that game i honestly and i i do not think we would be doing this podcast today if the nintendo entertainment system had not been made and it was just an amazing christmas it was one i'll never ever forget so number 2 for me will be the nes
1: god i can't imagine you know, back then, like, I, I'm a little bit... Well, I'm not, I don't want to say too young. I remember the the NES and stuff, but, like, I never had a chance to actually get one for Christmas and stuff. That's where I always put it up my cousin, so that's a crazy story, man. Like, playing Duck Hunt back then, it must have been revolutionary. And, like, hearing your mom play Mario? Holy... Like, does she still like Mario to this day?
0: She does not like modern day video games no but when we she was actually the one that bought that little nintendo 64 controller i was telling you about earlier that played those retro games
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when we had that she played them she would play mario
1: wow that's my mom um
0: when my dad got me when i got the game boy it came with um tetris my mom I mean, she, my mom almost, she didn't almost lose her job, but she could have lost her job because of that game because she would stay up every night, every single night, and play that game for hours. I would go to sleep at like nine o'clock and she'd be playing it, and I would wake up at like six in the morning for school and she'd be playing it all over again.
1: That's crazy. Well, here it is. Number one.
0: And it's.
1: It actually beats my Sega, even though the Sega was the was the system that started it all. It was on every, oh, the craziest, craziest Christmas of my life, for gaming-wise. And, paint a little picture for you, it was the year that N64 and PS1 were coming out. People were going mad. I mean, the rivalry started, and the systems weren't even out yet. People were like, oh, Nintendo's going to be better I mean, look at the NES, and look at this, and everyone's like, well, PlayStation, it's a new revolutionary system, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, you know, growing up and seeing um, the NES and the Super NES and, play, and you know, playing those at my cousin's house, I wanted a Nintendo. I knew the name. I was familiar with it, with Nintendo. And I, I, I knew who Mario was. I knew who, you know, all the main characters, all the great classic characters that we have today so of course i went to my parents and i put on my christmas list an n64 i said i need an n64 i have to have one please i don't want anything else and they were like well go tell santa and, and you know we'll see what we can do too and be good and we're like okay well the time comes it's christmas morning oh it was so much fun that morning it, we i got a new bike that year i'll never forget it and my brother got um one of the little uh, he liked board games growing up so he got a board game i think it was operation and he's he wanted that game forever so once again we're looking underneath the tree and there's a big box underneath there and, and it was it said you know to michael from mom and dad and i was like yes this one's for me i know what it is it's my n64 i can't wait i can't wait well i opened it up and it's not an n64 it's a playstation Oh Lord. Yeah. And we, we already know how this is gonna go because I told you that I hated I told my mom I hated Lion King, so <laughs> I, I looked up at them and my mom goes, That's not the one you wanted because apparently my mom was in charge of getting the N sixty four, not my dad. And I said, No, I, I wanted the Nintendo and I and I I got a magazine and I showed her a picture of it and she was like oh, I saw those, yeah, I I thought the PlayStation is with the one you wanted, and I was like, no, and I was like real mad, I was actually pissed, I was furious, and she's like, well, we can, we can go look around and see if we can find you one, well, I mean, come on, when, when a new system like that launches, everybody and their mother wants one, they're hard to find, everybody knows that, we went to Target's, Walmart's um, bus buys, all kinds of sto- toys or us is we went everywhere and we could not find an N64. We could not find one. And all I wanted more than anything, cause like my neighbor got one, my best friend got one. And I was like, I've had it. I, I, I need an N64. So we were sitting at the dinner table. This was like a day or two after Christmas. We, we were on the hunt for N64s for like two days. And my mom said, well, why don't you just open up the PlayStation and, and just see what it's about? Because we're you're we're not, not going to be able to find an N64, sweetheart. It's, it's going to take forever. They're so popular. And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I'd rather just have the money and, and buy something else. So my mom was like, okay, well, if you really want to return it, you sleep on it, and you can return it tomorrow after school. We'll, we'll go after when I get home from work. And I said, okay, that's fine. I was, believe it or not, guys, I was going to return my PlayStation. I had full intentions. While I was at school, a buddy of mine said it's really fun. He got one. Check it out. You'll love it. Came home, and I was like, well, I'll give it a whirl. And I told my mom I was going to. I called her when I got home, and I said, Mom, I'm going to try the PlayStation. She was like, okay, honey, but you know, once you open that box, there's no going back. You have to keep it. I said, really? She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. I just said, fuck it. Opened it. Plugged it in. And I had Ridge Racer was the game that came with it. changed changed my complete perspective on like i still love nintendo but i was like screw an n64 this is awesome this has better graphics this has you know everything not that it did but i just was being a kid and was sitting there thinking that it did i told my brother when he got home from school and i was like you gotta come check this out look at this system he's like are you gonna keep the playstation after all that i was like yeah i'm gonna keep it i was like come check it out we played it and my mom came home i ran up the steps I gave her a big hug, and I said, I'm really sorry that I ruined your Christmas, because she was really upset about it, because I, she really wanted to get me, she knew how much I was in the video games at this point, and I said, I just want you to know that that's the best Christmas gift you've ever got me, I'm glad you made a mistake, because I love it, and she's like, what the hell, she's like, you like it that much, and I was like, mom, I I love it, it's, it's the coolest system ever, and she was like, okay. She's like, it's okay. And she's like, you didn't ruin my Christmas. I'm just, I just want to make you boys happy. And you know, it's, it's that time of year you guys have been doing good in school. And, and if it wasn't for that PlayStation, if it wasn't for that day where my, my friend said, you know, check it out. I wouldn't have memory, any of the memories that I have, I wouldn't have been a PlayStation guy. I mean, memories playing Tekken memories playing resistance. I mean, it they all tie into that moment. I I I who knows what system I would have to this day, I mean, play that PlayStation put me on the path of of Sony until recently, when they decided not to put a four K player and backwards compatibility. <laughs> 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 but I mean that one mistake changed my whole gaming outlook for the rest of my life, and I wouldn't change it for the world. So that is my number one.
0: Well, that's a. Uh, I will say this: you're honest. I mean, if I if I ever got something that I didn't want for Christmas for my parents, I will do that a couple of times. I always just bit the bullet and acted happy because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. But you were definitely OG about it.
1: <laughs> Alrighty. So I'm...
0: it's time for my number one, and I, again, I'm going to spend a little time telling a story about this one because not only is this my favorite gaming memory. This is my favorite game in Christmas memory, and this is my favorite Christmas ever. Um, it was 1993. I can remember it very vividly. And a tradition for my family was we always went um, to my grandparents' house on Christmas Eve and opened presents from them, went to bed, went, went, we got ready for Santa Claus, and that was it. So it was Christmas Eve and my dad informed us that we weren't going to my grandparents' house. We were going to my grandma's sister's house and we were going to do Christmas there that year. And I said, Oh, well, okay. I mean, you know, I was fine. I was an only child at the time. My sister hadn't been born yet. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I remember on the way there, it was snowing. Like it was snowing quite a bit. And I can remember the the, the weather guy on the news was saying, you know, it was going to get bad and, you know, to be careful out there. It was, and you know, and i remember we were driving a white buick Sabre and it was definitely not a, a very snow friendly car and we had to drive we lived up on the t- tip top of a of a mountain it wasn't a big mountain, but it was it was on sixth street but we lived literally the inc- the incline on my house was incredible you know we, we used to enter we used to sled down my street on tubes on inner tubes down and we would go for what it felt like out for hours because it was so far down. But I remember we finally got to my Aunt Marge's house, and the snow finally let up. And I remember as a kid, I was like, oh, thank God, because I don't want to get snowed in here. To, you know, ooh, I won't get home in time for Christmas tomorrow. It's... And, and, they, and she did Christmas a lot earlier on Christmas Eve, So this was like noon. So I was sitting there, I was like, Dad, are we going to be, is everything going to be okay? And he was like, yeah. And I remember I kept like, all right, I want to go, even though I wanted to get my presents for my grandparents. I like, I want to go, Dad, I want to go, Dad, I want to go, Dad. <clears throat> and I started driving him crazy because I was ready to leave. And then it was about two o'clock we were there about two hours and my dad said all right you ready to go home and i was like yes and then it hadn't snowed in forever and then on the way home it didn't snow any and it was very you know sunny i remember it was super sunny and um i was like man you know at the closer we got to home the more i was like oh man i hope it snows again you know because I, I i love snow on christmas man and and this is this, this story is the reason why So we get up to the house, and I realize, I'm like, all right, it's like 5 o'clock. It took us a while to get home. It's like 5 o'clock. I have to go to bed soon, bed in quotations, because (laughs) I didn't go to bed. I I stayed up and waited all night. And just so excited about Christmas the next morning. So that was kind of a weird year for me because the number one thing on my Christmas list was this book called Corduroy's Christmas. I, I wanted that book so bad. A teacher had read it, and I just, I had to have it. You know, it's like a 12-page book, but the, like, that, I just, I was so excited about maybe, about maybe getting that book for Christmas, I just, I wanted to be home and see if Santa Claus brought it. So, it's about one, I was a little braver, this is a, a couple of years after the Turtles in Time, and I walk downstairs, and, you know, I'm assuming I'm gonna get a video game or something or two for the Super Nintendo, and I walk downstairs, and I'll go to the, we had this huge bay window behind the tree. And I could see that it had probably snowed six inches and it was still snowing. And we had a white Siberian Husky, uh, named chief. And he was so happy. He loved the snow. He was out there on it. He was just dancing around and jumping. And I seen him and you need to go back to bed. So Santa Claus came. He's not came yet. And I was like, I know I was like, it's snowing. Look. And she walked over the window and she's like, Oh my gosh. So I went back upstairs and I opened my blinds in my room so I could and I could look out and I could see this this uh, uh light pole I guess you could say with a light on the top of it and I could I always look for to this day I still do this if somebody tells me it's snowing I will walk to a window and look for a, a light post or a light to see if I can see snow falling around it and I just sit there and watch the sun come up and, just, and it was snow everywhere and like i said we were the very tip top of this of this mountain we were so high up, uh or what seemed high up for town and um i walked downstairs and i was a huge baseball card collector and i got the first present i opened where i, I seen corduroy's christmas was in, my, was in my stocking so i was automatically happy i was like yes this is great you know there it is so everything else at this point is just a uh, extra I only asked for Corduroy's Christmas. That's all I asked for. I was obsessed with getting that book, and uh, I still, I still have it. But um, you know, I got some baseball cards. I got really lucky. Frank Thomas was my favorite baseball player, and I was opening up the cards. And I was, I got a, I got a bull starter jacket, which was huge. You know, I wanted one of those. I just got all kinds of great stuff. And then my mom got my dad like a leather jacket, and it had a, a Tasmanian Devil gold charm or for a necklace like a gold i guess pendant maybe i don't know what the word is and when she told me to get the the box because i was with her when she bought it that it was in i grabbed it for it she's like no no no, don't get it now it's like i was already getting it. And i was like well i'm already here And when i grabbed it i saw that behind the tree was a was a another pretty good sized box and i was like oh well i wonder what that is but again i'm you know i'm young i'm like i'm happy with everything that i've got so far this is great all the while the whole time that we're opening these presents it's snowing like a blizzard outside i mean just a blizzard and i hand dad that and mom was like so did you have a good christmas and i was like mom this is the best christmas ever i read Corduroy's christmas like 11 times already i had showed her that the you know that the i could have pop-ups in it where you could like you know that you could like move like a piece of paper up and it would show up something in it it was just amazing and um She's like, is you know, said so you got everything you asked for? And I was like, Yeah. Santa Claus was really good to me this year. And she's like, Well, we got you one more thing. It's behind the uh behind the tree. You probably saw when you got dad's present. And I was like, No. I didn't see it. And she's like, Well, go ahead and grab that. That's for you. And when I grabbed the present, I noticed that there was like the present. But behind the present, there was like a part two to the present, but it was on the main present. It was just in a smaller very, a much smaller thing and she was like well take that off first and whenever I took it off the box it ripped the paper off the big box I couldn't see anything it was just red I can remember it was a like black and red and then when I opened it up this is where I'm going to shock a lot of people that this is my number one whenever I opened it up I saw that it was a Sega Genesis which would have this would have been my second console that I ever had I, I, or no I'm sorry my third I had a Nintendo I had a Super Nintendo and then I, now I had a Sega. I had all three still. And it was my second console that I got for Christmas. So I was like open. I, I was just sitting there like, oh, my God. I mean, I didn't ask for it. I knew nothing about it. And, you know, when you're a kid, you don't give a shit about console wars or you don't care about, like, who, who was what. You're just happy to be gaming oh, yeah. and, and something new. And I remember she was like, okay, well, you can open the other part now. And... So, I opened the the other pre- present, and it's X-Men, the video game for Sega Genesis, and I was like, oh, shit. And I had remembered that we went to KB Toys, and I had picked that game up, and I stared at it for like 30 minutes, just because I loved the artwork on it so much. And I guess that's what my mom and dad saw, and that's why they decided to get it for me. But I was just so enamored with that box art, and, or the, with the cartridge art for the game. So... We're, we're going in the living room and my Sega Genesis came with Sonic 2 by Sonic first because that's more of a game for beginners and get used to the controller. and then we'll switch over to X-Men and I was like, okay Dad. And again in, 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 in Christmas fashion, my dad hooked up the Sega Genesis to the, um, the TV downstairs, the big TV. And it was snowing and it was so you know it was warm in the house, it was snowing outside. And I was playing Sonic and my uncle was alive at the time and he came over and he was watching me play and he was like, man, this is amazing. And I was like, yeah, it really is. It's, you know, the colors were really vibrant and it was nothing I had never seen before. Sonic was like, it was unlike any game I had ever played, you know, really. And. I remember he looked over my dad, and he's like, let's go up on Chestnut Stand. And my dad's like, you're crazy. There's like 12 inches of snow on the ground. It's hard to get up Chestnut Stand, period, much less with snow on the ground. And he's like, oh, come on, Dave. And he talked my dad into it. So long story short, we ended up going up on Chestnut Stand and getting stuck. <laughs> and we we ended up getting back home. We had to walk up the hill to get home, though. But I remember we were snowed in for like four days, it ended up snowing like 18 or 19 inches. It was crazy. And all four days, all I did was sit there and play my Sega Genesis with Sonic 2 and um, X-Men. And my cousin was there, too. She she came over for Christmas with my uncle. She opened up her her Christmas gifts for my uncle whenever I opened up my Santa Claus gifts at, the, at our house so she was there too for four days she was stuck there too so for all and she ended up becoming a huge sonic fan she was so obsessed with that game that the next year she asked for a Sega genesis and got one she was obsessed with sonic so we sit there and played sonic 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 until we beat it we loved it and i don't think that i mean i played x-men like a couple days after christmas but just a a, a magical christmas and whenever i think back on like On Christmases, I mean, if my sister had been there, that would have been perfect. But to me, that was just like one of the most most perfect Christmases ever just because it snowed, all my family was there. It was just that magical Christmas. I think that everybody holds on to a couple, but that was definitely my number one. It was just a great – I mean, I I like the Super Nintendo better than the Sega and the Nintendo, but it was just that Christmas. Not expecting it, not even asking for it you know being really kind of oblivious to it to be honest with you and then to be just surprised with it at the last second was was just an amazing amazing experience and it was magical man it was really uh, you know one of those things i look back on and i I thank god for because my grandma was still alive my uncle was still alive they were there you know it was just it was special it was really really fun christmas and it was uh you know, one of the reasons why I'm still probably playing video games is because of that Christmas. That that Christmas spawned the whole mom saying, "Well, maybe you'll get a video game and we'll get snowed in again." And I and I and I wish for that every year, every Christmas. My my number one wish list on my Christmas is to get snowed in, be, just because of that memory. I, like that's my number one thing I want is to get snowed in because we had so much fun.
1: Wow. Sega Genesis.
0: Yeah, but you would not
1: expecting that. No, I, you actually shocked the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, of all the games and stuff you've talked about, I never saw that one coming.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been very adamant that I'm a Super Nintendo guy. always will be. I mean, I don't hate the Sega. I don't think there's that big of a difference in either. It's just I had the Super Nintendo first. If I had got the Sega first, I'd have probably been more of a Sega fan. But like I said, I didn't get the Super for Christmas. I got it for just like in the summer. And that's why the... You know, I like the Sega more. It was just, it, was, it just that experience. You know, that, that it was already old at that point, man. This that was Christmas 1993 for me, so the Sega Genesis was already pretty old uh, at that point, but it was still a lot of fun.
1: That's crazy. I'm I'm yeah. actually speechless right now. Speechless. Wow. That's it, guys. I mean, what else can we say at this point? I mean, that's our that's our top ten. I mean, we
0: put some well, time. I in... think we can say is. We would love to see your top ten down below. Oh, definitely. Put down your top ten, what your favorite Christmases was. I mean, I guess this is going to be going up on Christmas Eve, so we're going to put this one up a day earlier just so that way we can enjoy Christmas Day. We don't have to worry about getting on and making it live and all that stuff. We're just going to put it up Christmas Eve. That way we can enjoy Christmas Day with our families and enjoy the holidays. and It gives you guys more time to watch it, too, so we are listen to it before Christmas there it is guys the last podcast of the year our top 10 favorite christmas gaming memories part two
1: five through one. Oh, oh we've been waiting for this until next time i mean now we have a whole year to maybe we'll have to do something special every year for go big or go home on yeah. the christmas podcast since christmas is our favorite time of the year and yeah guys don't forget to tell us you know your top 10 gaming memories or at least your your favorite gaming memory of all time and we love to hear it if you have any questions or comments that you want or topics that you want us to talk about on future podcasts please let us know if you want to be a future guest on a podcast please let us know so thank you everyone for all of the support and love and outlaw you know what time it is
0: (laughs) time to take it home for the last time in 2016 guys first of all thank you guys all so much for the support this year um like I said, we didn't have any goals or aspirations for this channel. So to see where it is now, I'm I'm really proud of it. You know, we I feel like we've we've done a lot. Doc is every video that you've seen Doc has edited. He's been hundred percent behind all that. So huge thanks to him, you know, for really carrying the all the weight and all the load for this channel. And, you know, just a, a, a fun collaboration that we need to my new year's rev- resolution is to actually promote this channel more because I don't as much as I should, but I'm really happy to be a part of this podcast. And uh, again, thank you guys all so much for watching, you know, the drill guys, but I'm going to keep saying it until you do is it. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at last life retro gaming. We do post stuff on there like sales, upcoming news for the channel, uh, what we're playing when we're going live on Twitch, you'll know on Twitter before you know, any- anywhere else, if we're live on Twitch, as always, we have been Twitch streaming more. You can find the link to our Twitch down in the description box below. Make sure you follow us over there so you can know when we go live. Come say hi with us and even hop in there and play some games with us. If you're interested in following our solo channels, at DrMovie91, at Blu-ray Outlaw, you can find Doc. At Twitter and at Instagram, at DrMovie91. You can find me on Instagram, at Blu-ray Outlaw. As always, guys, we appreciate all the support. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you haven't.
1: And as always, take care. And happy gaming.